Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, we're going to talk to Buzz here in just a second. But first, let's talk about our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash Bob Show. This podcast is almost exclusively powered by our Patreon subscribers. So if you love what we do here, you can help keep it online by signing up for just $5 per month at patreon.com slash show. Not only are you going to get access to the Shadow Docket bonus shows twice per week, every Tuesday and Thursday, but you're also going to get to download the Patreon app. You're going to be able to comment under every episode. Plus, you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast as we guide you through the chaos of our politics in this ginormous election year. So get going. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob. Mm. Bob, I have to get back to work. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, January 9, 2024. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Level Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1084 of the Biden-Harris administration, 301 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram, the Bob Seska. That is my handle there. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. And our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. Oh, and that guy right there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. Can you say Buzz Burbank? I did it. You said it all. I, I did it. I did it. I, they, they said it couldn't be done. I just beat Pong. <laughs> oh, uh, hi, everybody. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we've just created a new cartoon character. We're calling him Tugboat Mouse. <laughs> it, it was available. How scary is this? Uh, this week, a door popped off an airliner at three miles up. Uh, it turns out a Boeing 737 has more loose bolts than the DeSantis campaign. <laughs> wow, that's bad. Um, after a long wait, parts of the country are finally blanketed with snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, meteorologists are busy now calculating how this will hurt Joe Biden. <laughs> Not surprising. Uh, a lot of excitement over the 14th Amendment, uh, not disqualifying Trump from running. In fact, we're expecting a ruling very soon on whether the Supreme Court is self-executing. <laughs> the figure of speech. Right. Uh, a new survey shows one in four Americans believes the Jan 6 insurrection was started by the FBI. Oh, my God. Well, see how we tricked him there? Mm-hmm. Uh, got, got him to admit there was an insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, Ron DeSantis' Surgeon General is telling uh, Floridians not to get the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. And, and also that it's perfectly safe now to start jaywalking. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And uh, I was surprised, really, that uh, Wayne LaPierre resigned from the National Rifle Association. Uh, I figured he'd try to shoot his way out. All right, here we go. Kicking off a brand new week with Rocky Mountain Mike. We caught him that drum. He can't back up. Because we love our country, baby. Why can't they see? He's crooked and shady. And we don't believe a word he says. <laughs> we can't go on together with seditious crimes. That's one of my favorites right there. Rocky Mountain Mike, Rocky MNT, and Mike on Twitter. And make sure to go watch his Iceland documentary. Is it Iceland or Iceland? Which do you say? Iceland. I say say Iceland. Okay, gotcha. Remember, Iceland is green. Greenland is ice. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. All right. What's happening right now? So there are oral arguments happening in this presidential immunity case in front of the appeals court in D.C., right? I I can't tell you what's happening right now because I had to leave and do this show. (laughs) That's right. But I did did monitor the hearing up until airtime today. And uh, I I think I got the bulk of it. It was not expected to run more than an hour. Uh Uh, Initially, a D.C. appeals court... Uh, judges were skeptical of the claims of the Trump legal team that he's immune from prosecution because he was not convicted in either of his two impeachments. That was their main argument today. Uh, it's a very crucial hearing uh, that ran from about 1030 to I presume it's over now. Uh, but uh, prosecutors then made their case that a former president is uh, not immune from prosecution for crimes committed while president. Yeah. Uh, no decisions expected from the appeals court today. Trump's lawyers, however, said uh, at the conclusion of their presentation that they will appeal to the Supreme Court should they lose this appeal. Now, I can talk to you a little bit if you're interested. In, it's a little bit wonky, but uh, not too bad. And yeah. I find this legal stuff fascinating. And, and to be able to learn about it sort of in real time is is equally enlightening. Yeah, yeah. To hear the arguments of lawyers and the ruminations of judges. Uh, (laughs) One of the big discussions today was, uh, it's about the official acts. Uh, Mm. Trump's team claims that he can't uh, can't be prosecuted or indicted for official acts as president. And the official acts are things like contacting the Justice Department or contacting a foreign country yeah. or or ordering SEAL Team 6 to kill Hunter Biden. You know, whatever whatever it might be, uh, th- those are official acts. The, what it, the discussion got down to was, is it a, a discretionary act or a administrative act? And administrative act is something you got to do. The law says the president has to do such and so. He does it. He does an official act. That's an official act. Yeah. It's also an official act if he says go assassinate somebody. Uh, that's a discretionary act. So we learned today about two kinds of, of uh, 
you know, presidential acts and those that are discretionary and those that are he re required to do. And the judges seem to be parsing that out uh, to separate what Trump did from anything that was legal, yeah. but rather to, uh, you know, his his own agenda there. Uh, mm -hmm. the, 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 the appeals court sounds very skeptical of Trump's case. Uh, but, <laughs> I but, should uh, hope and, so. You know, and, well, we, we, we would hope so, yeah. and, but this is headed uh, likely for the Supreme Court, especially if we get the decision I'm expecting from this court, which is against Trump. And, and it should be, uh, obviously, course, for, for so many different reasons, some of which you uh, detailed right here. And so uh, we'll wait and see how that all turns out. My guess is it's absolutely going to end up in the Supreme Court yes. uh, because, oh, sure. yeah, there's no way this appeals court upholds presidential immunity. And so they obviously the Trump team will, as you said, uh, appeal this decision. So the question now becomes, as you were indicating, that uh, it's up to the Supreme Court. How will the Supreme Court? We know we have a pretty good idea of how the appeals court's going to rule. Yeah. How will the Supreme court rule. I, if I can weigh in on that, I think, and I'm, it, it, there's a growing school of thought, that the Supreme Court is going to keep him on the ballot. They're going to rule for against all logic, against yeah. whatever the Constitution says, against any common sense whatsoever. They're going to let him stay on the ballot and in exchange grant him no immunity, which means his ass could go to prison by inauguration day. Who knows? How do you land on this? I'll be interested to know your take on this, Buzz, because I've been thinking about this. In making this appeal to presidential immunity, Right. is Donald Trump making a tacit confession that what he did yeah. was wrong and he should be immunized from that wrongness? Because that's the sense I get. Like, this whole thing is actually the Trump accidental confession that we've seen so many times where right. he's trying to wiggle out of a situation. And as he's doing it, he accidentally confesses to the crime that he's trying to wiggle out of. They're basically saying uh, to the court, a friend of a friend, uh, <laughs> is, you know, asking, asking for a friend. Right. Yeah. It, it is a way of saying if he were guilty yeah. of this, then, you know, if then is what they're arguing. And, and mm -hmm. in so doing, uh, they're indicating that at least there's a strong possibility that he's guilty, if not out and out confessing to it. It just seems like if you're saying that, right. oh, yeah, I oh, yeah. can't be prosecuted. For the um, crimes I committed. This yes. thing, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> then aren't you saying that you committed those crimes? I mean, maybe I'm overthinking it, but that's just kind of where no, I'm landing you're not, on this. You're, like you're, you're, you're not overthinking it, and yeah. there are a lot of people who are thinking exactly the same thing. By the way, we do have a lot of Trump derping this week so get ready for tiny trump to make an appearance later in the show escape from a cigar and, box and, went out said a lot of stupid shit over the weekend and we're going right. to talk about those things in a minute here and speaking yeah. of shit and because you and Schechter talked about this last week i think me and, and I, Schechter. I, I didn't i didn't hear uh the show but i but i i, I certainly caught <laughs> shall i say caught wind of it um <laughs> and, and and i saw somebody said something about you know keep saying uh, i saw somebody on twitter said keep saying he stinks and yeah. And I, I countered that as I do in my grumpy old man way. And I said, I, I said, you know, that's, I'm not sure that that's a winning political argument, yeah, but no, you know, no. if it makes you feel better, dot, mm. dot, dot. So what I'm, what, and what I hope people interpret that uh, to mean is, uh, you know, it's not going to help us, but 
Seriously, you earned the right to have that schadenfreude, so run with it. Thank you so much for that sure, seal of sure. approval. Yeah, sure. I, you know what? It's not something I typically talk about. I talked about this with, with Schechter, as you called him. Right. I, I talked about this with Schechter the other day, and it was uh, I made clear that this is not the thing that I normally go after when it comes to Donald Trump. And it's especially made weird because I don't have a sense of smell. So even if he did stink <laughs> oh, like shit, oh dear, I wouldn't be able see, to smell it anyway. See, that's the first qualification to be an aide to him. <laughs> that's right. But at the same time, I do think that occasionally it's fun to tease a bully. I, I think oh, Donald sure. Trump has earned this. I think Donald Trump is such an unforgivable bully. See also some of the clips that we're going to play of Tiny Trump coming later in the show. And, and some of what what uh, Biden has had to say about Trump in, in recent yeah. days on the subject of bullying a bully. I would never say things like this about someone who wasn't a bully. You know what I mean? Someone who I just simply disagreed with. Oh, of course with. not. No, never punch down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, always punch up, especially when <laughs> up as an a-hole. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that was sort of the source of that conversation on uh, last Wednesday's show. And if you want to hear Schechter and I talking yes. about how badly Donald Trump stinks, then go and listen to especially the first half of uh, Wednesday's show. It is, it's, something, yeah. it's something that's been trending. People are, yeah. have, have had considerable fun with it, and, mm-hmm. and, and it does address what a disgusting human being he is. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I don't think it's going to win us any elections, but it's, you know, like I said, we earned the right to have this. So well, you nailed it. it. You, you yeah. nailed it. It's fun. It's a fun, fun thing to do sometimes. And, yeah. and you know what? Sometimes we got to laugh. America you, has you to earned laugh. It. And you I, earned it. You've yeah. done the work. You you earned the laugh. And as, as I've said all along, one of the most appropriate responses to Red Hats, MAGA disciples, etc., including right. Donald Trump, is right. to just point and laugh as you walk past them. That right. to oh, me oh, it's is... very hurtful. Why do you think Biden has started calling Trump loser? Oh, yeah. Oh, See, my God, that, yeah. That's what that's, and then we should all do that, and that's what that's all about. And that's that's punching up at a <laughs> guy who deserves it. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about Joe Biden and what he said about Donald Trump the other night. Yeah. Uh, and do some compare and contrast between Donald Trump's public remarks and Joe Biden's public remarks, are, just are in terms saying, of optics. Yeah. Are you saying there's a contrast between these two? Men? <laughs> there is. There is a significant contrast. Are, which, are, you, are you suggesting, sir, that there's a contrast between <laughs> the two parties? I am. I'm not in any way saying both parties or both candidates are the same. Are the same That's yeah. not what I do. Right. But uh, before we move on past the uh, legal jurisprudence stuff. Got to talk about how the Supreme Court has now agreed to review the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to remove Trump from that ballot. The court is going to hear that case on an expedited basis with arguments starting Feb 8. So that's just a little under a month away from right now. Yeah, it's not, you know, and a lot of this is being done to delay, delay, delay. Yeah. Uh, One of the reasons the uh, Supreme Court turned down this case, you'll recall, if, if you're listening and paying attention, and I ought to address that at some point in the show. And I but, ought to. <laughs> why you? Wow. Uh, one of the reasons the Supreme Court passed this along to uh, the appeals court, this eligibility question, yeah. is uh, to, to because it's already on a rocket docket. It's already on a fast pace. And if you're going to go through channels, and if it doesn't mean an extraordinary delay, then, then let's go through channels. And so... Uh, they decided to send it through the appeals court as would normally be the case. Unlike previous cases, this one won't take a year and a half to process. This one starts, what, next week? When do we do? Sometime this month, uh, sometime within a month, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so uh, it's actually very quick for 
legal uh, proceedings for the, the wheels of justice turn very slowly and yeah. a lot of us need to get used to, to that fact but mm -hmm. uh but it's it's actually right around the corner it's here it's upon us we're not talking about next summer we're not talking about october we're talking about february and i got to be clear about a couple of things here that seem to get lost in the mix and i just want to reiterate this so we are, are sure to have these talking points at our disposal okay. as a uh, as a clap back to any republican whining any uh, pro-trump whining the people who brought the case in Colorado were Republicans, not yes. Democrats. It was Thank a bunch you. of Republicans and a, and a couple of independents who right. brought this lawsuit in Colorado to get Trump kicked off. And by the way, there was also a trial. There was a court proceeding with Donald Trump presenting defense attorneys to defend his ability to be on the ballot in Colorado, etc. Facts were presented. Evidence was presented. And as a consequence of that court proceeding, the judges ruled that Donald Trump did, in fact, commit insurrection. So when right. you hear people say, oh, well, he, he wasn't found guilty of insurrection yet. And, and, and by the way, my, that was Jiminy Glick. I don't know why I'm yes. doing Jiminy Glick in that context. He's always welcome. He's always I have welcome. to do it for some reason. For some <laughs> I, I will, if I may, I just off time. Emmy season is coming, and uh, you need to uh, get your Natasha Leone warmed up again. I, I, there's some, I know, I know. She's, she's not, I'm not asking, don't do it now. You, I know you need warm-up time, but she's a nominee, so you need to get to work. That's anyway, bull bullshit. <laughs> anyway, see, no, I did yeah, not. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so what did Jiminy Glick say? I'm sorry. Yeah, well, Jiminy Glick, I, God, I, it's one of those OCD things for me, where if someone right. says Harlan Crow, I got to go, Harlan Crow. It doesn't and matter right, if I'm so. interrupting them or not. And for just yeah. some reason, I go back to that. That's, that's the way to do it. No, you're, you're, but all the points you made are, yeah. are absolutely correct. Uh, and and it, 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 you know... Uh, it isn't even required that he be found guilty. There's nothing no. in the Constitution that says he needs to be found guilty. Uh, but but if you want a court ruling on the subject, as Bob just said, that court ruling has already been made. So much disinformation flies around the Internet. And it's a full-time job, ain't it? Yeah, and what disturbs me sometimes is we take it for granted. Like, oh, there it goes again. There's something bullshit that we shouldn't believe and mm -hmm. block well, and report and move on and... And we just and then that's what happens. We move on and and we don't retain the fact that we're being inundated with this disinformation. And so that's why sometimes if I'm repeating a, a, a thing about a certain story, it's just to reinforce it. And so yes. we all are on the same page with these uh, uh, replies. To I, the I, 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 I apologize for continuing to skip ahead to Biden's speech, but columnist yeah. Michelle Goldberg wrote this morning, and I, mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly agree with this. Uh, Biden has has opened the door now for that. Yeah. Biden Biden has as has come out full tilt. She's not only made it okay to say those things, but she's we. It's what you've talked about before, Bob. That mm. we've all become numb. That we've all become conditioned. That Trump has become normalized. Yeah. And and in his speech on Friday. Biden shook us out of that. And mm -hmm. that was the point of Michelle Goldberg's column. And I've listened to that speech twice now. And I agree. That was Biden shaking America, trying to wake it up yeah. uh, to things to, for which we have become numb over the past eight years. Yeah. And I was kind of disappointed. And f for the first name I'm going to mention, I'm not surprised that I was disappointed because it was Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney said in reaction oh, yeah. to Biden's remarks, oh, he's yeah. got to come up. I, I'm going to do the uh, Jiminy Glick voice again. Fine. Oh, he, he's got to do something else. 
He's yeah. got to talk about something else. It's old not going to work. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that's a, a tired old act. He needs something yeah. new. Yeah, which is yeah. absolute nonsense. This is not something we should downplay. Does Mitt Romney know who the presumptive Republican nominee is and what he plans to do? Obviously, this is the centerpiece of everything because if we lose democracy, all the other crap goes De out the window with defending, it. Defending democracy is so old-fashioned. Yeah. Robin. And if you want to look to the cutting-edge icon of culture, yeah. uh, Mitt Romney leads the way in fashion and music and so many things <laughs> that he must be correct when he says uh, defending democracy is old hat. That's right. And then, shockingly, last night with Jen Psaki on MSNBC, yes. she kind of got Nancy Pelosi to agree with Mitt Romney. Which is just like what? What, what is going well, on? Well, I know, Nancy I know. Being, yeah, that's Nancy being the diplomat. Well, and and I know she was making a point that, well, Joe Biden's case can't be entirely about democracy. He's got to work in some other things in there too. But just saying that is just repeating what's obviously going to happen. And by saying it, you're framing it as a problem. And it's not a problem. Obviously, Joe Biden's going to get to his myriad successes, the robust quality of the economy right now, the record right. job growth, some of the things yeah. that Rachel that, Maddow was talking about at the end of her A Block last night. Those subjects will not be dropped. Those subjects no. will be revisited. Of course. They, did, they didn't do us much good last year when there really was inflation. Yeah. But now that inflation's under control... But right now, I mean, the number one job and uh, the number one uh, goal, and I think the majority of Americans uh, see this and agree with this, is is saving democracy. Yeah. Uh, Two-thirds of Americans believe that Trump should not get immunity. Uh, that tells you something about where we are and where the Republican Party is. I know you'll be talking to us more about where the Republican Party is. Yeah. But uh, this is, this. I think this is very good news. I think it's very encouraging. Mm -hmm. uh, I, there's a lot to go forward with here. But what we can't do is begin to sidestep all of the myriad Trump awfulness that continues to Absolutely today not. through this past weekend, every Probably. time he steps in front of a microphone. These are things that need to be emphasized, I believe, because yeah. he himself, his own words make the case for why we shouldn't, why voters shouldn't be supporting Donald Trump. Right. And so that's an important that aspect mind. of all of this, too. So, yeah, in fact, uh, Joe Biden, speaking of Joe Biden, his remarks over the weekend, he spoke on two different occasions uh, making this yes. case. And they were outstanding speeches. Yeah. Especially when you compare them with, and you look at them side by side with Donald Trump's remarks over the oh, weekend. Yeah, but you can put them aside. Uh, some of our greatest leaders' speeches. <laughs> I think uh, the yeah. speech on Friday uh, uh, could make it into history books as being one of the great presidential speeches of all time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and and by the way, in both speeches, he did call Trump a loser. So uh, <laughs> you can see the direction. Yeah. This is Saturday, Friday. I'm sorry. Was that was actually the launch of the Biden campaign? Right. Uh, and. and and uh, tens of millions of dollars will be spent in the coming weeks in battleground states on TV mm -hmm. ads. You're going to be seeing Biden commercials. If you are in a purple state, a battleground state, uh, a state that could swing either way in this next election, uh, you're going to be seeing Biden ads uh, within days at this point. Yeah, I hope everyone who saw that, who were, who's going around thinking, ah, Joe Biden's too old. 
I hope when they saw that, they went, oh, geez, I was being stupid. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that. Like, he looks, he's fine. He's doing fine. Uh, and again, as especially when you compare Joe Biden and the way he comported himself versus the way Donald Trump comported himself, which was uh, Trump looked bedraggled. He looked tired. He looked sweaty. I mean, just the glistening sweat on that disgusting face of his. And then he was like slumped over the podium. He just looked terrible. And then you compare that, put that side by side with Joe Biden during his remarks. Standing straight and tall and true. Exactly. God, what a great way to put it, too. Because that's exactly what it, and he was perfectly fine with the prompter and some impromptu remarks at the same time. And so, I don't know, this whole bullshit about Joe Biden being too old and and how that's going to work against him, it defies the facts. It defies the actual optics of uh, Trump versus Biden. A lot of people have uh, rightly condemned the polls that we've been hearing over the past few months. And and uh, the reason the, that it's right to condemn them mm-hmm. is it was too freaking early. Yeah. It was too early to yeah. be polling. And uh, it was too early for anybody to be printing that. And it was too early for anybody to be paying attention to that. Now it's an election year. Yeah. You are now in an election year. There are... What three hundred days? Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, until uh, yeah. What election. did I say at the top of the show? I, I don't know. I, I never pay attention. <laughs> three hundred one days. Yeah, three hundred one. <laughs> Very close. See, if this is the price of if price is right, I would have won the beauty. <laughs> I was just under. <laughs> Thank you. The actual retail value, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is it. We're in it now. We're in it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Biden is out there speaking. He's going to continue to do that. I understand. Uh, you know, the other big issue, of course, is uh, women's rights, abortion. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I understand that uh, Biden isn't terribly comfortable with that, but that's why it's good that he has Kamala Harris as his vice president, who's mm-hmm. very, very comfortable with that. So she can be out be making the case for women's reproductive rights, while Joe makes two cases. One, that uh, Trump is an autocrat, and two, that the economy is pretty damn good. Yeah, and three, Donald Trump is a sick fuck. Which... Yeah, so that, yeah, he almost said that. Yeah. He almost, I just, I just, almost said it. I understand Biden can swear pretty good. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. You can just fill in the blank here when you hear I this know, Yeah. Here's Joe Biden almost calling Donald Trump a sick fuck. You can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. You know, Trump and his MAGA supporters not only embrace political violence, but they laugh about it. At his rally, he jokes about an intruder whipped up by the big Trump lie, taking a hammer to Paul Pelosi's skull and echoing the very same words used on January 6th. Where's Nancy? And he thinks that's funny. He laughed about it. What a sick... I think it's despicable, seriously. Mm-hmm. Not just for a president, for any person to say that. But to say it to the whole world listening, when I was overseas, anyway. <laughs> All right. Oh, you know what's going to happen? They're going to keep talking about old, sleepy Joe Biden. Right. They're going to keep saying it and saying it and saying it. And every time he gets in front of a microphone or in front of a bunch of cameras, he's going to defy that ridiculousness. And defy it and defy it and defy it. Yeah, over and over again. They're setting the expectations bar so low 
that Joe Biden could say what he could call Donald Trump a sick fuck for an hour and a half. And he, it would be great. I mean, obviously, he would come out with flying colors or whatever the uh, platform crowds, was. Yeah. Crowd, cr- crowds love it. One thing Donald Trump has proven yeah. is we're right, wrong or indifferent. Uh, people seem to admire if you just come out and say it. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> if, if Joe Biden uh, continues to do what he did Friday and, and again Sunday yeah. and just come out and say it, yeah. uh, you hear how the crowd responds to that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely the way to go. And, and fortunately, this guy's on the right track for that. I'm very encouraged by what I'm seeing here. Yeah. And rewind, by the way, to the uh, start of the show. You were talking about uh, Biden's condition versus Trump's condition. Yeah. Going back to the start of the show, Trump was in that appeals court hearing today. Do you know how unusual that is? Mm-hmm. That never happens. The, the defendant never shows for a D.C. Circuit appeals court hearing. Yeah. They're allowed to. They just don't do it. Trump was there today, and it paints a picture of what this year's campaign is going to look like. Trump alternating between rallies and court appearances. And that will dog his ass all year. That's something that confounds me, too. The fact that every time Donald Trump or Mm -hmm. Don Jr. emphasizing these scandals and these uh, court indictments and these trials. Yeah, calling attention to them because they're stupid. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. It's like every time you turn around, people start to move on and talk about other things, and then suddenly Donald Trump's like, hey, look, over here, I'm being indicted. Hey, look over here, I'm on trial. Hey, look over here. I'm insisting that I have a complete immunity from the law. And, and everyone's going, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I guess sure, that's the case. Sure Look at do. Donald yeah. Trump over there. Look at Don Jr. emphasizing the Jeffrey Epstein tapes, for God's sake. Vote, you vote, stupid idiots. Vote Grandpa, not Goomba. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, it's something I've been saying for years. There was always a benefit to the idea of getting in front of a microphone, being asked about Scandal X or Scandal Y, right. and saying it's not the policy of this campaign to comment on an ongoing investigation. And then you walk right past it, so you're not throwing fuel onto the fire. But for right. some reason, Donald Trump likes to do that. And oh, I guess, I guess, in, from it, yeah, yeah, in his worm-infested brain, he's thinking, okay, I'm going to turn this appeals court hearing into a campaign appearance, so that when he steps out of the courtroom, the press is just going to eat it up, and he's going to sit there the and steps. he's going to do the Chris- accordion hands and all the rest of it. Right? Kristen Welker on her knees on the steps out front. <laughs> oh Jesus. Wow, and that was God, another horrible performance by Kristen Welker on Meet the Press over the weekend. Somebody, the I, I don't, I, somebody sent me this. It, it, uh, I guess somebody found like uh, six hundred softballs, uh, or, or <laughs> six hundred softballs had been stolen or something. God. And uh, somebody responded by saying, uh, "Maybe it's in the hands of whoever's hosting Meet the Press." <laughs> <laughs> because it's all about softball. Uh, the, the fact that uh, uh, Kristen Welker, we already knew, was corrupt when she got the job because mm-hmm. she had dined with uh, Trump's henchmen at that steakhouse in oh, Milwaukee yeah. Yeah. Uh, just prior to the first Republican debate, uh, and uh, then uh, sat there in silence as Elise Stefanik uh, called the January 6th prisoners. Yeah. Uh, called them hostages, as oh, yeah. Trump has done. Uh, Kristen Welker is no I'm sorry. No fucking use to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and and uh, you know, I uh, get get them all, get them all out of there. I'm I'm just I'm I never thought I would get to this point, Bob. But but I have watched from. 
the time I watched Walter Cronkite do the CBS Evening News, mm-hmm. and there were only three channels, to where we are today, and I just want to cry yeah. because I never thought it would come to this. I never thought what what started out as the inspiration of Woodward and Bernstein would come to the point where I'm even disgusted with, with Woodward. Well, one of the many things that the Donald Trump phenomenon has done is emphasize the defects in the press, in the uh, American news media. Well, and, and it's gotten worse on its own as well. Yeah, that's true. But he's exploited those gaps. The right. inability oh. for the press, especially the cable news press and the TV news media, to be able to do follow-ups like that. Because right. it just, they don't know how to cover him and they still don't it's been how many years since he came down the escalator and the news do. media still doesn't know how to deal with donald trump I, and the things i think he they says. do yeah i think they do i think they, i think they do know how to deal with it and i think they're doing exactly what they have decided to do with it I and see. that is to continue to both sides it no. in case remember as what i've said before there are two reasons the media is doing what it's doing one profit uh, to, and and well, both reasons both reasons are under the heading of profit. Yeah. Uh, one A is uh, maybe we can win back some of the folks we lost over the years, conservatives, yeah. and and that's a that's a that's a false job. That's not gonna that's not gonna no. happen. No, it's a fool's errand. And the the, the second one is uh, well, maybe if he is uh, but does become dictator, he'll show some mercy on us <laughs> if we show that we were fair to him. Well, that that's a fool's errand also. Yeah. Uh, neither of these things are gonna work. But both of them fall under the heading of profit, and that is why the media does what it does, and it's disgusting. Yeah. Because yeah. there was a time. There was a, and, and no, there's always been yellow journalism. There's always been bad media since the beginning of this country, and, and probably before. But, but uh, it's just gotten, uh, there's no reliable source. There's no reliable paper of record. I mean, half the time they are, but half the time they aren't. So what good are they? Yeah, it's so immensely frustrating. And what happens is every time someone's allowed to say that the January 6th uh, insurrectionists are hostages. Right. And that goes unchallenged. Right. That further metastasizes that notion into the conventional wisdom of American voters. And so that's why it's so crucial to push back against this stuff every single time it happens. I understand the idea of watching what he does and not necessarily what he says. Right. But the thing is, though, a lot of awful shit falls through the cracks then. Because a lot of times there is an overlap with what he says and what he does. Yes. He's previewing things that he plans to do. So when he's telling us what he's going to do, chances are he's going to do those things. And we need to be prepared, whether it's by making sure that he doesn't win or by making sure there are effective protests lined up, etc. All the things that you normally do in reaction to a dictator. So this is crucial. And along those lines, when we come back from a break... I got some tiny Trump clips of some things that he said over the weekend, you know, looking again, bedraggled and sleepy and sweaty and hunched over and all the rest of it. But he still said some, you know, I guess, ranging from awful things to stupid things, just the normal spectrum of Trump ridiculousness. The usual usual hybrid of stupid and (laughs) awful. Yeah, yeah. And there's one clip that's actually Donald Trump himself because I can't bring myself to tinyfy it. (laughs) I can't understand. I can't turn it into a joke because it was so awful. So we're going to talk about that and uh, some information about the Nevada primary. We're going to talk about that, too. I think there's some confusion over what's happening in Nevada uh, when they hold their uh, primary and they hold their caucus 
because the Republican Party is fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Republican Party is not just a problem in Nevada. It's a problem everywhere. And so we're going to talk about all of that. And there's an Operation Chaos afoot in New Hampshire. And this is actually good news. We're going to talk Ooh. about that, too. Yeah, yeah. This could actually, you know, be damaging to Donald Trump. So I'm all about that. I am all into it. Good okay. chaos, not bad chaos. Exactly. Thank you very much. Okay, back with more podcasting right after these words. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This song is burning up the indie music charts. This is uh, obviously the great Heather Lynn Horton. And the lead track of her brand new album, Get Me to a Nunnery. That's the name of the album. And the uh, song here is After All This Time. Yeah, you want to get this album into your record collection now. You will not regret it. Everyone else is doing it. What are you waiting for? All the cool <laughs> kids are doing it. Yeah, right. 
Link in the description, of course, to support Heather Lynn Horton and all the independent recording artists here on the show. Just go to bobsuska.com, find this episode dated 1924. Click that link, scroll on down, and you'll find links to uh, get these songs, get these records into your uh, iTunes or however you keep your digital music. Okay. So uh, getting back into things here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before we do, I got to talk about this. Uh, Trek Talks is coming up on January 13th. And uh, we're talking about this a lot because it's a great cause and a great event uh, to benefit the Hollywood Food Coalition. Uh, You heard on this show back in December, John Billingsley and Bonnie Friderici talking about the Trek Talks telethon on January 13th. All of the Star Trek royalty is going to be there. Uh, There's going to be a Picard Season 3 panel happening. It's all happening at uh, trektalks.net via YouTube, etc., and so uh, this is a really exciting event. Again, trektalks.net, hofoco.org to support the Hollywood Food Coalition. And uh, just for fun, here's John Billingsley, Dr. Flocks from Star Trek Enterprise, talking about Trek Talks. Trek Talks is coming your way. To benefit the Hollywood Food Coalition. It's on January 13th and celebrities galore will be on hand. Will John wear pants? That's the operative question. Probably not. Come and watch co-host Bonnie Gordon. She's not here right now, but I can imitate her. Oh, John, you cannot. Yes, I can. Be there. How did he get into acting, I wonder? <laughs> I know. He's a, a natural. That's that's how. We were mentioning on Thursday's show his appearance on The West Wing. He he made a, a significant appearance on a big block of cheese episode of The West Wing, <laughs> where occasionally they would do that thing with uh, Andrew Jackson would leave a big block of cheese in the foyer of the White House and... Uh, symbolic of that, the Bartlett White House would have in all kinds of people to present additional things, things that weren't necessarily hot issues at the time. And one of them in this episode was uh, John Billingsley playing a cartographer saying, all of our maps are wrong. You got, we got to <laughs> fix our maps of the world. And so that was a, another great appearance by John Billingsley. Anyway, getting back into... Uh, I always, uh, I always like to hear a uh, big-time uh, network TV star uh, go... that's right okay so let's see here oh yes tiny trump (laughs) yes yeah 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 he spoke after uh the president and and uh, did refer back to him and accused it was a lot of uh, i'm rubber your glue what bounces off me sticks to you there was a lot of that in trump's speech uh, to respond that was his his schoolyard response to uh, what biden had said earlier that day yeah exactly so this covers the range of nincompoopery to serious awful shit and so let's you know what we're going to start with the serious awful shit first and this is this is not specifically tiny trump i'm just going to warn you now i couldn't do it i couldn't make this into a tiny trump clip Yeah. yeah this is donald trump telling iowans who are still grieving over the murders of children. Including a sixth grader, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a child shot five other children, killing one of them before killing himself. Donald Trump told the grieving Iowans to get over it. Right. Because he's so sensitive. Here's uh, Donald Trump saying this awfulness. And why this isn't leading the front pages above the fold of every newspaper in the country. I, I, I think I covered that, yeah, because they're know, corrupt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's horrible to see that happening. That's just horrible. So surprising to see it here. 
but uh, I'll have to get over it. Yep. That's not the first time he said something like that, too. He's he's told families of military veterans to mm-hmm. get over it. Oh, what are they going to do? He volunteered. <laughs> Jesus, so right. fucking awful. So fucking awful. It's proof, and if only it could be publicized, that this is proof that the man has no compassion, no humanity. Yeah. The fact that he still gets popular support in this country is illustrative of the cultural political rot in the United States. The fact that this is okay now for him to say shit like that. And a lot of gun owners agree with him. Yeah, get over it. Come on. We got a Second Amendment to uphold here. Right, right. There's some other things in here, too, uh, said by Tiny Trump, who escaped from his cigar box, made his way to Sioux Center, Iowa, to talk about these things. Uh, And by the way, I put in a special request Maybe yes. at some point in the not-too-distant future, yes. we will have a Rocky Mountain Mike jingle for Tiny Trump. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I've got my fingers crossed. I just put out the request today. It may happen. It may not happen. But now I'm, I'm kind of hoping that it will. <laughs> okay. Very good. Well, I'll, I'll second that hope. All right. So here, Donald Trump, or I'm sorry, here, Tiny Trump announces that he hopes the economy crashes this year. Mm-hmm. This is suddenly okay for a presidential candidate to say things like this? Sure, it helps him win. Insane. When there's a crash, I hope it's going to be during this next 12 months. Because I don't want to be Herbert Hoover. The one president, I just don't want to be Herbert Hoover. Guess what? You're not Herbert Hoover. You're far, far worse. And by the way, he already kind of was Herbert Hoover during his first term. The economy crashed in Donald Trump's first term. Just want to emphasize that because he seems to think that the economy was perfect, even though jobs have done much better. The economic growth has done much better under Joe Biden than it did under Donald Trump. Plus, there was that thing with COVID and 400,000 Americans dead in Donald Trump's final year and a steep recession as a consequence, huge job losses and Donald Trump not doing a goddamn thing. Why? Because he was worried about becoming Herbert Hoover. Right. Yeah. Now, I have to insert this today because I think it's very important. Yeah. And it's probably the only time today we'll mention the I word. Uh, jobs are up. Wages are up. Mm-hmm. Inflation is down. Yep. And so now Republicans want to talk about immigration. Yeah. Do, do you see what's happened here, <laughs> yeah. folks? Do you see? We went from, oh, my God, it's the worst economy ever. He must not be reelected to, hey, have you seen what's happening at the border? Yeah. Which has been happening all along, of course, including on their watch when they had complete control of government. So wage increases, which are at around 4.1%, are mm-hmm. exceeding the rate of inflation, which is around 2.8% and falling. Correct. So that's all great news. As Going back to what we were saying about Joe Biden and his campaign in the coming year, there's going to be a convergence of the Joe Biden campaign and talking about everything that it's done for the economy and mm-hmm. the actual consequences That's of that. Right. That's right. That's right. What we've been saying all along will be not only understood by the media, but understood by the public as well. There is a boom happening right now in yeah. factory construction. I mean, obviously, there's a boom in the economy. Right. But specific to building things in America, we have a enormous 
enormous boom underway with factory construction, which obviously creates jobs, not only in terms of the jobs of the people who are going to be working in the factories, but also jobs of the people building the factories. These are positive things. These are all consequences of the Inflation Reduction Act and the CHIPS Act. Both are signature achievements of the Joe Biden administration. So that's all going on. Contrast that to Donald Trump's term as president. He presided over a manufacturing recession in 2019. This is before COVID. Before COVID, Donald Trump presided over a recession in the manufacturing sector. The guy, the business leader, the guy who's supposed to be good at business and building things, right. presided over a recession when it came to uh, building uh, things. Uh, we, need, so we need a businessman in there. We need somebody <laughs> who understands how to make a profit. Can we shut the fuck up with that one? I mean, my God, how many different ways do we have to debunk this nonsense about Donald Trump being the businessman president and how that's somehow better? It's not. These are two separate things. The government does not run like a business. You could put the best businessman in the world or woman in the world into that position and uh, they wouldn't have a clue as to what to do. Government and business are two entirely different animals. Yeah, yeah. Find me a business that knows how to print money. I don't think any businesses can do that. Federal government can print money if it needs to. Yeah. So that's one of the myriad differences between a business and how the government runs. Anyway, I want to go down that rabbit hole. Meantime, Tiny Trump mocked John McCain's war injuries. Setting this up, yes, as we all know, Donald Trump got five deferments from the Vietnam War and on five separate occasions sent some other kid in his place to die in Vietnam potentially being captured and tortured like John McCain was. John McCain spent nearly six years in a POW camp. Yeah, Yeah, sitting on the ground. Yeah, and actually uh, was scheduled to be released and instead allowed some of his other men to go and decided to remain in captivity in Vietnam. Making him a hero. Yeah, exactly. To the point where he was tortured so badly and his injuries, his injuries were so grievous that he right. could no longer famously lift his arms up above his shoulders anymore. Right. This is a point of mockery for Donald Trump. Well, this tiny cowardly man has the nerve to mock John McCain's war injuries. I don't know if you have the tape with you, but he also mocked uh, Biden's childhood stuttering. I have that a, too, a, yeah. A good, good. I'm yeah. glad you do. So here's uh, Tiny Trump mocking John McCain. I almost didn't Tiny Trumpify this one either, but I know there's a tolerance level among our listeners for hearing Donald understood, Trump's actual understood. voice. <laughs> okay, here we go. Obamacare is a catastrophe. Nobody talks about it. You know, without John McCain... It's not a catastrophe. It's enormously popular. More people are insured today than ever before in the history of the United States. That's right. That's a huge metric. But I had a gun, but John McCain, for some reason, couldn't get his arm up that day. Remember, he goes that like... Yeah, he actually did. He he mocked how John McCain did his thumbs-down gesture on he the got, floor of the he got his arm. He got his arm far enough up to make a thumbs-down. Yeah. I mean, look... If Donald Trump is pissed off at John McCain about his no vote, get over it, he's dead. Be pissed off about the no vote. Okay, fine. If you want to do that greatest hit and weave that into your fucking rallies, fine. But don't denigrate a veteran who was a hero. Exactly right. Then he's got to go this extra step. You mean to tell me none of the people in that audience or none of the people who are voting for uh, Donald Trump uh, heard that or understand what he's saying about a fucking war hero? 
And no, please, just, and, and by they, the way, they, they, they admire the bullying. They heard bullying and they liked it. So I, I guess that's the thing. I guess yep. the military veterans, the Vietnam veterans, the Gulf War veterans, the Iraq War veterans, the Afghanistan veterans in the audience who are supporting Donald Trump, that's fine for you to mock someone's disability as a consequence of being a prisoner of war for nearly six years. Fortunately, there are many veterans who are not okay with that. Right, right. Okay. So, uh, meantime, let's play the uh, the one where Tiny yes, Trump please. mocks Joe Biden's stutter. This is a ongoing thing. And once again, on one level, I'm okay with Donald Trump doing this, and I'll tell you why. It's the I expectations understand. game. Because when Joe Biden stands on the debate stage against presumably Donald Trump and doesn't stutter and doesn't and does just fine. Right. He's going to defy the expectations. And right. you, what you don't want to do is lower the expectations against your opponent. What you what Donald right. Trump should be saying is Joe Biden is a formidable opponent. Right. Joe Biden did well in my debates with him in 2020 and he's going to do it again. And that sets the expectations. But Donald Trump doesn't care about any of that stuff. All he no. cares about is being a dick. That's the main thing, because that's why people support him, because he's a dick. Again, cultural, political rot in the inside the United States right now. And as we roll the tape, uh, we do so with the knowledge that Trump is lying here, yeah. having heard uh, Biden's speech twice. Right. Biden did not stutter. So Trump is lying mm -hmm. when he says Biden stuttered, uh, particularly over this word. That's why Crooked Joe is staging his pathetic Fear mongering campaign event in Pennsylvania today. Did you see? He's it? got. By the way, he's got some nerve calling Joe Biden a fear monger. Fear monger. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, he was stuttering through the whole thing. He's going to Bob. Got a. He's a threat to democracy. I'm a. Th They've weaponized government. He's saying I'm a threat to democracy. He's a threat to da da democracy. What? can't even do that. Well, listen to those people in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's what I mean. They love that. They are the shock jock fans who love this guy for having the balls to say that. Oh, God. Read the word. He's a threat to democracy. You know how bad the press is? You know what they do? They take me saying that like that, and they say, Trump couldn't say the word democracy. Look. No, that's what they do. They Jesus. <laughs> the brain worms. Right. So, meantime, uh, I'm sure Nikki Haley is freaking the fuck out because <laughs> Donald Trump jumped into the Civil War topic during his uh, one of his rallies. And obviously, no one's making a big deal over what Donald Trump said other than us, <laughs> other right. than people, liberals on Twitter. But when Nikki Haley fucked up the Civil War question, it was, a, what, a five-day story? The media was all over it because they want the two-man horse race, literally, between yeah. uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, so that they can report that nobody wants that. Right. <laughs> so Donald Trump said Lincoln should have negotiated an end to the Civil War. Oh, God. Basically, Donald Trump took the same position as George McClellan did in 1864. You know what would have happened if George McClellan had won the presidential election of 1864? There would have been a negotiated end to the Civil War that would have left the Confederacy and enslaved people in the Confederacy intact. Right. There would have been some big compromise that never would have freed all the slaves, maybe some of the slaves, maybe none of the slaves. This is what uh, Donald Trump would prefer to have had happened rather than. Lincoln responding to the South firing on Fort Sumter by saying, okay, now 
here it is. This has been coming since the founding of the nation. We have to go to war against these people because they are destroying the United States of America by seceding right. under the auspices of trying to preserve the institution of slavery in the South, the cornerstone of the Southern economy. And so yeah, I yeah. think he wanted to settle it with Trump stakes. I'm not sure. <laughs> Here's tiny Trump talking about how Lincoln made a mistake by not negotiating an end to the civil war, which would have been a disaster for enslaved people, a disaster for democracy. Because it, it look, if there had been a negotiated settlement and the Confederacy had been allowed to sustain itself, that would have legalized secession. Secession would have been fine. It's okay, you can do it because, see, we've allowed it to happen. And the other thing is, too, it would have sent a signal to other emerging democracies that this system that we had established, this constitutional democracy inside the United States, right. this system would ultimately end in secession and dissolution of the right. nation. Right. So why should we have this system, this democracy thing? Why should we have this republic? Why should we set up a constitution like that? Obviously, there were myriad reasons for why Lincoln had to do what he had to do. Donald Trump doesn't understand that. So let's listen to Donald Trump not understanding that. If you take a look, I mean, there was, I don't know what it is. The Civil War was so fascinating, so horrible. It was so horrible, but so fascinating. It was... Uh... Okay, by the way, check out the number of times he says it's fascinating. Repeats this like he's on a eight-track loop or something like that. Over and over and over again. Yeah. I don't know, it's just different. I just find it, I'm so attracted to seeing it. So many mistakes were made. See, there was something I think could have been negotiated, to be honest with you. I think you could have negotiated that. All the people died, so many people died. You know, that was the disaster. If you got hit by a bullet in the leg, you were essentially going to die or lose the leg. That's why you had so many people, no legs, no arms. If you got hit in the arm or the leg, yeah, it yeah. meant you were up because the infection, gangrene. It was just oh such a... So, so they should have negotiated an end of the Civil War because the mini balls destroying people's legs when they got shot? What the fuck right. is that? Because gangrene, Bob. Because gangrene. <laughs> because gangrene. Yes, that's right. Leave people enslaved uh, because of gangrene. Jesus. No, sorry. This is, I'm going to stop playing this. I, I promise I, I won't play any more of that you know, one. And, and, and Joe Biden did another thing, too. He, uh, in attacking uh, Trump on Friday and again on Sunday, yeah. uh, before uh, the uh, audience at Emmanuel Baptist Church, uh, he, uh, was, he, he made it a point to equate the big lie of the Civil War was about states' rights, yeah. which was the claim Nikki Haley was making a week or so ago. Mm -hmm. uh, he equated that to the big lie about the 2020 election. Yeah. And, and he told his uh, mostly black audience on Sunday that uh, they are both big lies. And yeah. Uh, neither one should be able to stand, and both are examples of denialism. Yep. And and I like the fact that he found a way to tie the big lie of the insurrection in with the big lie of states' rights. Also, let's see what else here. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and why didn't they put hydrochloroquine on the legs <laughs> that were shot with the balls? The steel balls. You know. Nicely done. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Donald Trump uh, doesn't understand how magnets work. I, why, does he, why does he do this? Why does he go down this road? Somebody, with... asked me, somebody asked me, doesn't he know? I don't even remember what they asked me. And I said... 
He knows nothing. He that's, doesn't know that's, anything. That's, that's all you need to know. He yeah. knows nothing. But he insists he knows everything. Everything, exactly. <laughs> that's the dynamic. Right. Here's Donald Trump not understanding how magnets work. They had an almost billion-dollar cost overrun on the magnetic elevators. Think of it, magnets. Now, all I know about magnets is this. Give me a glass of water. Let me drop it on the magnets. That's the end of the magnets. Why didn't they use... John Deere, why didn't they bring in the John Deere? Okay, he doesn't know how mag- Water is irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't lose. No. A magnet does not lose its charge just because you dropped it in water. No. Now, if you drop it in hydrochloric, when well, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, there you go. A sick, bedraggled, uh, just just, sweaty-looking Donald I, Trump. I, I never want to hear him lecture me about gangrene again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to take one last break here. And when we come back, uh, the Republican Party in turmoil and Operation Chaos in New Hampshire. Uh, that and a whole lot more coming up on today's show. Back after these words. Bob Seska plays more music. You know who this is. This is uh, the great Michael McDermott. Uh, and my favorite Michael McDermott song ever is a song called Given Up the Ghost. It's from his Orphans album. Also, Michael McDermott, the husband of the aforementioned Heather Lynn Horton. Very clever what you did there. Yes, I know. I'm doing a uh, McDermott, Heather Lynn Horton like uh, theme day, I guess you would call that. So yeah, link in their description, of course, to get this song into your record collection and turn it up loud, why don't you? Yeah, the great Michael McDonald. God, I love that song. We've been playing that song since we first started our indie uh, recording artists here on the show. Oh, There's so, a reason yeah, for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, getting back into what's going on here, we have, uh, oh, first of all, we should mention this gigantic new jobs report coming out. Employers oh added yeah. 216,000 workers in December. Unemployment is uh, unchanged at 3.7%. Right. Economists had expected job growth of 170,000 in December and 3.8% unemployment rate. Thus, the Joe Biden Bidenomics exceeding expectations. Still, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. still, still, and again, and it will, and it will continue to gain momentum. Um, uh, some have said because somebody's always looking for a dark side to this <laughs> that uh, that this could mean that we won't see the interest rate cuts that we were expecting, yeah. and that made the stock market sad. And you know, yeah. but, but actually, I think we we probably will see interest rate cuts, even if they are later in the year, say, oh, perhaps closer to the election. I agree. I absolutely yeah. believe there will be interest rate cuts. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so now's the time if you like to uh, invest and like to put money in your savings. Account, or you like to get CDs and things like that, not compact discs, CDs, Here's, the other, no, the, the no. other CDs. Yeah. yeah, now's the time. Vinyl, vinyl yeah. has value now, but <laughs> that's also true. Yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, this quote is actually going viral. This quote from Jim Cramer, 
at uh, CNBC. He said on his show reacting to the unemployment numbers, only the people who thought it was a super weak economy are surprised today, Kramer said. We're not in a deceleration mode. This is a sign of an economy that's the best in the world. We have less inflation and more job growth. Big fucking deal, as Joe Biden likes to say. Yeah, and, you know, Jim Cramer is uh, occasionally nuts, but in this case, (laughs) he's exactly right and in good detail. Okay, so there's a story going around talking about how Donald Trump is uh, not on the Nevada state primary ballot and how it's like, neener, neener, I can't believe they screwed up and didn't get on the ballot. (laughs) But that's actually not the case. Um, We talked about this a little bit on Thursday's show in terms of the weirdo Nevada primary system. This year, because the Nevada Republican Party is so effed up, They've decided that they're going to have both a primary and caucuses. This makes no sense. Right. The primary will not determine the delegates for the Republican nomination. No, why, why should it? That would be Democratic. Right. And in fact, if any of the Republican candidates appear on the primary ballot, uh-huh. they're going to be disqualified oh my from that state's delegates. Idiots. Just idiots. Yeah. So this, is, so this is the Republican primary versus the Republican caucus. Exactly. And so the winner of the caucuses in Nevada will determine who gets the state's delegates, right? So, de- again, just to repeat this so we're clear, delegates for the nomination aren't being chosen in the state primary. Instead, the Nevada GOP is going to hold a separate set of caucuses to apportion its delegates. I think it's a couple days after the actual primary. So I yes, the, I bet the taxpayers are glad they're footing the bill for an election that makes no, <laughs> no difference whatsoever. So, so yes, Nevada is going to have both a primary and it's going to have caucuses. So Trump, therefore, doesn't need to be on the primary ballot to win caucus delegates. And so, and this right. is, and and he has, by the way, in over the last year and a half, I would say, been focusing on delegates and caucusing uh, to his advantage and to the disadvantage of other Republicans. Right. So the Nevada Independent, NevadaIndependent.com, is making sure to emphasize the fact, and this is under a little bit of clickbait, where they make it seem as though, oh, stupid Donald Trump didn't get his name on the ballot in the oh, for the oh. primary in Nevada. But he wasn't supposed to, because later on in the same piece, it says the state party warned presidential campaigns that if it saw their candidates names on the primary ballot, those candidates would be ineligible to participate and receive delegates from the caucus. So that's why Donald Trump isn't on the primary ballot. You know, that is so that is so typically anti-democratic, small d democratic of of the Republican Party. Uh, Why pay attention to what people voted on mm-hmm. it's it's what uh, takes place in the huddles in the gymnasium or wherever they have this right. uh, th- that's that's what's important to them and that is so typically republican so meantime the michigan republican party is in complete turmoil Re- republicans <laughs> in disarray that's right and that's the perfect phrase to describe what's going on with the republican party especially at the state level so right now the michigan gop ousted their chairperson as of right now, and Rachel covered this in her A block last night, as of right now, there are two separate Michigan GOP websites. Right. 
Two one's a dot websites. com, one's yeah. a dot org, one has a hyphen, one doesn't, but otherwise <laughs> they're all the same letters. And right. so a, a person could get confused, especially if they were, say, Republican, yeah. uh, could get confused as to which was the official one. Yeah. And here, as in Nevada, you have, this is another case, as in Nevada, of Republicans fighting other Republicans. Right, and what's interesting about this is the GOP chairwoman who was ousted, Christina Caramo, is an election denier. And the Republican Party wanted to get rid of an election denier as its chairwoman. So this is Republicans in turmoil in Michigan. Then meantime, in Florida, the Republican Party state chair has been accused of rape and has been removed as chair of the Florida Republican Party. Also accused of video voyeurism. Yes. So, meantime, in Arizona, the state Republican Party has just $14,000 left in the bank at the as of the end right. of August, the latest right. reporting period. In Michigan, the state Republican Party had about $93,000. A recent draft report shared by insiders with uh, this particular newspaper in early December said that the party was on the brink of bankruptcy. Uh-huh. That's in Michigan. Yes, yeah. Uh, on top of everything else that's in turmoil there. I, I'm, I'm, this absolutely bears repeating, especially now in the current context, but I'm very proud to have brought those numbers to the show uh, late last year, you know, in, in like October or September oh, yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the state Republican Party in Minnesota is also struggling financially yeah. with filing revealing that it recently had only $53 in the bank. Not $53,000, in the bank. Yeah. And yeah, was more than $335,000 in debt, according to the FEC. Right. In Massachusetts, Politico reported that the state GOP has racked up more than $400,000 in debts to vendors and has less than $70,000 in the bank. Yeah, that's not right. Yeah, and the Florida State Republican Party is the latest to join the list of near-broke Republican parties, with sources saying it is essentially broke. Uh, A lead investigator and public assets director at the Florida Center of Government Accountability said on on Twitter, formerly X Twitter or whatever, uh, this guy wrote that the Florida uh, Republican chair, Christian Ziegler, quote, raised no big money for the party. Yeah, he was useless, and and now is a, an albatross for them. Uh, and and his wife, uh, the one of the founders of Moms for Liberty, yeah, uh, part, part you know, a part of this sex scandal. There's a similar Republican sex scandal, another Moms for Liberty, I think, up in Michigan. Yeah, uh, and and so this is Republicans in disarray at the state level across the country, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, financially or they're fighting with each other. But it's not just at the state level. Get ready, because although Democrats and Republicans Republicans, as you might have heard, uh, have come to agreement on a spending level for the coming year, yes. which will prevent a government shutdown. What they haven't agreed in is where the money's going to be cut or where it's going to be added. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, uh, although I think Mike Johnson is of a mind to compromise with the Democrats and keep uh, government open, uh, guess, guess who's making trouble again over in the House? Mm-hmm. It's the usual gang of idiots. Yeah. And uh, the, those uh, far-right nut jobs could, again, derail the possibility of keeping government open. Yeah. There's one other thing here that we can add to the list right. of possibilities for Republicans in disarray. If you remember going back to the 2008 Democratic primaries, Rush Limbaugh invented something called Operation Chaos, where he encouraged Republicans and independents to go and vote in the Democratic primaries for either, I think it was for Hillary Clinton. 
in order to throw the primaries in chaos, into chaos. Right. Because the primaries were already super contentious between Obama and Clinton that year. And uh, Rush Limbaugh wanted to worsen all of that. Right. By, yeah, by skewing the vote in various uh, primaries and caucuses. So, I mean, I mean I'm sorry, it would, would have just been primaries, open primaries. Right. And so that sort of thing is being weaponized now against Donald Trump in New Hampshire, where this guy, Robert Schwartz, the leader of a group called Primary Power, is looking to push Democratic-leaning independents to vote against Trump in the GOP primary. Yes. Schwartz said the group has raised more than $670,000 through small and large donations. A Democrat who spent his career working in foreign policy, focusing on countries like Venezuela and Nicaragua that have suffered significant backsliding toward dictatorships, Schwartz said he is trying to make sure that the same thing doesn't happen in the United States with a second Trump presidency. At this point, he settled upon Nikki Haley as the other option. Quote, she seems to respect the Constitution, Schwartz said. Quote, we would have a peaceful transfer of power and free and fair elections with her as president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His goal is pretty simple. If he can increase the number of unaffiliated voters who cast a ballot in New Hampshire's Republican primary just enough, it might cause an upset that could damage Trump's chances of returning to the White House, which Mm -hmm. I believe is still a significant possibility. I believe that there is a possibility that Donald Trump does not become the nominee of the Republican Party. Agreed. Sitting where we are right now, it's hard to make that prediction. But if you if you factor in all of the roadblocks in his path, possible roadblocks, this is still a distinct possibility that it ends up being a non-Trump Republican getting the nomination. As they might say in New Hampshire, you can't see it from here. Yeah. Uh, Schwartz said uh, Trump is getting something like 40% of the polls. And if his percentage of the vote can be pushed down into the mid-30s, it could permit Haley to win. There are more than enough independents in New Hampshire for this to happen, and they've long been a mainstay of that state's politics. John McCain famously won Republican primaries in 2000 and 2008 in that state with a motley coalition of moderates and independents. Absolutely. So there you go. Keep an eye on that. Haley has been surging in New Hampshire polls in recent weeks as Ron DeSantis's campaign has collapsed into infighting and finger pointing. I wonder where Ron DeSantis's supporters are going to go. Do you think they're <laughs> going to run home to Trump or do you think they're going to say, ah, no, we don't want Trump. What about this other person who seems to be doing OK right now in the polls? Well, uh, you know, uh, my guess would be the, the voters would be split. The more radical among them, uh, even in that subgroup, yeah. uh, will will drift toward Trump. And uh, those who wish for uh, something more moderate will will drift toward, I would think, Haley at this point. I don't think yeah. there are any other realistic uh, possibilities. I just know uh, DeSantis is out of business. There, there's not much on the legislative agenda in Florida this year because DeSantis has been out busy running for president. So it's going to be a real quiet year in Florida, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm certainly hoping for that because uh, Lord knows the man's done enough damage already. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, one last thing here before we wrap up. Hydroxychloroquine may have killed 17,000 people across six countries during the pandemic. Wow. This is thanks to the bro scientists and Donald Trump himself. Joe Rogan. Let's pin it all on Joe Rogan. (laughs) Podcasters across the board who think they knew better than the science promoting the idea of using a medication developed by Big Pharma called hydroxychloroquine in lieu of the medication invented by Big Pharma called the COVID vaccine. I don't understand that. 
Don't take the vaccine by Big Pharma. Take this other medication, though, by Big Pharma that's completely untested. We don't know if it works and, or it doesn't, and, and it ends up killing 17,000 people. And to this day, you have the Surgeon General in Florida telling people don't get the shot because it will alter your DNA and the DNA of your children. Yeah. And that's a fucking lie. Absolutely insane. And get well soon to the greatest of all time, Stephanie Miller, who has COVID once again. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah uh, both Stephanie and Rude Pundit have COVID right now. And I think it's uh, indicative of the larger trend. You know, holidays. Well, yeah, gets- it's, it's, it's winter. I mean, RSV is up, flu is up, and COVID is now part of that family. Yeah. So this is going to continue to happen. Fortunately, a knock on wood, still haven't gotten it. Yeah, well, here's the thing, too, with Stephanie. She's having very, very mild symptoms, maybe a bit of a scratchy throat, and that's due, uh, I would say, in large part to the vaccine, the fact that she got the vaccine. That's why she's not on a ventilator right now. Right. You know, these things actually work, unlike hydroxychloroquine, which is actually killing people because they're not taking it, or they shouldn't be taking it in lieu of the vaccine. It's just absolute insanity. Okay, uh, more to come on the Shatter Docket coming up on our Patreon page. Go and subscribe right now for $5 a month, and you can keep listening to the show. We're going to talk about how Roger Stone probably jacked on all kinds of cocaine, talking about assassinating public officials, including one that's uh, near and dear to our hearts. He also Bye, bye, Raj. (laughs) He also wanted to abduct a Mueller prosecutor. We'll talk about that coming up here on the uh, Shatter Docket. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye, Wayne LaPierre. I forgot to mention this. Wayne LaPierre is now leaving the NRA amidst scandal. So, so sad to see uh, Wayne LaPierre. I I think the NRA just figured out that the main guy is named LaPierre. (laughs) All right, Shadow Docket coming up next. We'll see you over there, folks. Take care. Bye-bye.